Steve Martin From and John Candy. Where are they now? Steve Martin. Uh, doing Again. cheaper by the dozen six. Seven. Mm. Does, does he ever do any SNL Cheaper by the half dozen. Martin? Mm, not anymore. I haven't Steve seen Martin. him around for a while. I think man. Steve Martin, I keep seeing... Um, yeah. This is going to reveal my browsing habits a little bit, but I keep seeing... Steve Martin um, porn. <laughs> <laughs> By typing in Steve Martin he really, porn. He really hasn't been doing enough of it. Yeah. When you're on Pornhub, you don't need to type in the prefix porn. Resome <laughs> porn. Steve, do you think anyone's ever searched for the word Steve Martin porn? Uh, Steve Martin I can look right now. <laughs> Whose fetish is that? <laughs> you zigging? You zagging? Oh. <laughs> Always remember, your bones will not break in a bobsled. <laughs> no, no, they shatter. So, who wants in? Hello and welcome to another episode of Reviews from the Closet. Three guys sat in a stuffy closet reviewing a classic film from the childhood. Sometimes the 80s, sometimes the 90s, possibly even the noughties. I'm Rudy, one of your hosts, and with me as always is the little Irish cherub that goes by the name of Rasheen Mulligan. Hello, that's me. And the little Australian cherub that goes by the name of Jeffrey Kim. Hello, that's me. How, How you, doing? you both doing? You good? I'm good. I'm all right. I'm all right. I, um, I'm feeling a bit more energetic now than I was before. I, I just made myself a big fruit salad. Mm. Got a big sugar rash from that. Very big nice. Fruit hit. I'm glad you mentioned the stuffiness of the closet because I did have beans for lunch, mm. okay. which I was considering on the car over, but... Hey, it's only 40 minutes or so. We'll yeah. There's no ventilation in this room. There is none still. Any, anything, still. Anything new with you guys? Fill us in on since I last met. I'm getting married. <laughs> getting married? Oh, yeah. I hear. <laughs> I'm turning 30 this month, so I'm going into panic mode. Oh, you're getting married before you've snagged yeah. the uh, groom? Yeah. What well, is everyone getting I'm married? I'm being ambitious. Really? Isn't we're pretty much everyone getting we're married? We're on our way. That's like saying I'm dying. Because <laughs> one day I'll die. <laughs> I'm, I'm paying my taxes. <laughs> Wait, you're actually paying your taxes. No, one day I'll pay them. We used to have a history teacher in high school who said, you're dying from the day you're born. I was like, mate, just chill out. I'm trying to learn about Australian history here. I'm trying to learn about history. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't the Australian history syllabus from the 1950s to the 1990s? Modern Australian yeah, history? Uh, yeah, I would say our peak peak history there we had uh, 80,000 of aboriginal culture and we just ran over it in 40 years of the 20th century the glory years yeah exactly <laughs> key elements for a successful sled team are a steady driver and three strong runners to push off down the ice ice well i think that's enough australian world that's history enough australian world history <laughs> right i'm gonna throw to you and set the scene what, what year are we in with go this on film? so let me paint a little picture for you guys uh bill clinton the one and only has just been elected president. He's a he's a <laughs> has, youthful, has just what? <laughs> paid his taxes. <laughs> the Cranberries have released their debut album. Oh yeah, yeah. Not often we get an Irish no, reference. No need in to there. argue. Or was that the second one? Oh, the one with dreams on it. Mm, okay. And linger, linger, linger. I love how Americans hit the hard R. Yeah, linger. Have you heard linger? <laughs> It's my favorite song. It's called Linger. Then they came out with zombies. That was too much for me. Oh my. <laughs> that was too hardcore. First episode of The X-Files uh, is released. Yep. Without, were either of you a fan of that show? Yeah, I used to. Nah. I was thinking about it the other day. Yeah, I used to love The X-Files. I was sort of only a fan because of that Simpsons episode that referenced it. Mm. And Snoop Doggy Dog released Gin and Juice. Ooh, yes. Banging record. And a little number called Cool Runnings hit our screens. Yes, mate. Lovely, lovely little transition there. Hmm. Cool runnings. Cool runnings. So cool runnings. <laughs> Bloody cool runnings. That, that was such an epic build-up. Cool, yeah. cool that was such a, that was such a, just cool. such a delicate drop. <laughs> Don't really know what to do after that. No, Let's just no. end the podcast. So we are, of course, talking about the 1993 classic, Cool Runnings. For me, like one of the mainstays of my childhood. Hmm. Absolute belter for me, Cool Runnings. For me, it was a mainstay of the holiday season. I always knew yeah. that Christmas was coming because Cool Runnings would, would be on TV. And it was sort of, because it's quite old, it was like the precursor to more exciting, more modern movies. Mm. It's like Cool Runnings got you in the mood this for the it. Preview. Yeah, this was okay. a big, this was a staple of Australian commercial television. It was a good one. Yeah, I, I, I like it. It's great. It's just a real 
feel good in a holiday movie. I just came away from it feeling elated. <laughs> that's good. That's the fucking word. I was euphoric. I was bouncing off the walls. <laughs> Couldn't stop me. Ice. Can I just talk about the font? For one, mm, one yeah, moment of your time. You can, but I feel like this is every 90s film we can talk about the font. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like a stand-up routine in the 90s. What were those fonts about? <laughs> <laughs> because I was going to say that the font uh, is reminiscent of our font. The reviews ah, from the Plaza font. Fans fans yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just more Don't Jamaican infused. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Other fonts that I like. The <laughs> in alphabetical order. <laughs> Ariel. Ariel. Calibri. <laughs> Have either of you ever seen Clueless? Yes. It's got a really distinctive uh-huh. font. And also Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, the Dumb and Dumber title card, man. That's one for the ages. So Full wacky. with yeah. like complete sound effects and everything. Yeah, and the words come along and like push each other yeah, out of the yeah, way because yeah. it's, it's, awesome. so, it's so wacky. Anyway, back to Cool Runnings. Dumb and Dumber for another day. The establishment of these characters from the very off, from like the first second that these characters appear on our screens they are just the most affable likable characters well well you've you've got you've got four very vividly drawn characters each with their own little quirks which which i really love they're very like vividly painted Mm -hmm. um but before we jump into the characters so the setup is it's the 100 meter qualifier for the summer olympics correct and we've got three of the four characters trying to run in the race yeah and where are we rudy we are in kingston Mm. jamaica uh, so it's the final tryouts to make it into uh, the 100 meter race to represent Jamaica. They're on the track. They start their run and lo and behold, the little pipsqueak by the name of Junior snaps it, falls over, trips up the other two up on his way. Junior. 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 Rich boy. That then sets up that these guys are despondent. Their, their, their dream of getting into Olympics has failed in front of their eyes because of, of the little pipsqueak. So they hatch a plan. It's kind of a winter sport, you know. Just a, a note on the characters, actually. And you said they're quite, like, vividly drawn. But they seem to fit every kind of type of characterization well, that you can imagine. So there's, me- the, there's the strong lead, who's I, an everyman, who okay. everyone can imagine themselves in that position. I, I described him as fastidious straight guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there is. Yeah. yeah. There's the comic relief. Sanka. Sanka. I said, happy-go-lucky slacker. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there is obviously Junior, uh-huh. um, who's a sort of nerd uh, and seen as weak at the beginning, oh. but has a lot to prove. Uh, so yeah, geeky rich boy, yeah. and his background has a lot about him. Yeah, not pipsqueak. Yeah. Left out pipsqueak. Oh, what as an adjective? Yeah, yeah, could have, but yeah, yeah fair enough. Yeah. And then there's the hardened athlete who just will do everything in his power to win, and he doesn't care who stands in his way. Yul Brenner, surly tough guy, but. <laughs> softens he's got a heart of gold yeah didn't he just that guy yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. and um in terms of like being vividly drawn their clothes were very nicely picked i I so so junior is dressed like an american prep college boy yule is wearing like a denim shirt with the sleeves cut off like frayed around the shoulders just to show the guns (laughs) yeah (laughs) he's he's a tough guy plays by his own rules sanka's wearing like some really kind of uh, billowy t-shirt like a rasta hat i think he's he's wearing as well big dreads Yeah. And Doris is kind of dressed like a day at the office. Oh no, he's dressed with um, knee-high socks and tight red shorts that two middle-aged women comment on and lip their lips. Yeah, as, they as he love runs it, by. don't that they? Talks about his buns. Yeah. Oh, they can't get enough of it. A note on the fashion used in this movie. I feel like they weren't that imaginative because literally everyone, they imagined everyone in Jamaica to just be wearing red, yellow or green. Yeah, combination true. of the three colours. And they were clearly sponsored by Adidas because they were wearing those Adidas tracksuits yeah, yeah, throughout. Yeah. <laughs> you mean winter as in ice? They then hatch a plan where they can make it in the bobsleigh team because of box carts, really popular in Jamaica. That's where they recruit Sanka because he's like a box car champion in Jamaica. And they've uh, they got to find a coach. So I actually thought this, with this part in particular, I was like, that's quite a weak link. Yeah, the to, box car. To, well, the box car. to be yeah. like, yeah. I just really want to go to the Olympics and my mate's got a box car, so bobsledding, I suppose. But that is actually what happened. I don't know if you've read well, much Well, it said that was like a creative story. license. So yeah. yeah, some of them were into that, which then gave them the idea to do bobsledding. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, they were into box car racing. Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. that was just completely fictitious. I didn't see that. Because it seems fictitious. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't they, seem like real. too convenient. But they it? tried to exactly. recruit runners but couldn't find any interested in doing it. Right. So recruited some guys from the Air Force that were quick. Mm, that's right. Rudy. Jamaica have an air force. Yeah, well, they protect them. Mm. Do they size. have a navy? Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I was who, who is yeah. Jamaica's enemy? Who's anti-Jamaica? Do you reckon? 
They're everyone's enemy, aren't they? San Martin. <laughs> so, yeah, some kits. <laughs> that, that cruise from speed to... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They need protecting to protect against rogue cruises that are out of control. <laughs> so, Rudy, you mentioned the coach. Uh, and I thought this was another quite beautifully drawn trope, which is the old grizzled, grizzled. has been. The old grizzled has you been also- drinking, drinking his life away. <laughs> Did you also use the word grizzled? Yeah, grizzled. In your description. <laughs> uh, and he's got the most grizzled name. And he yeah, just, what is his name? Irv. Irv Blitzer. Irv. What is Irv even short for? Irvin. Irvin. Irvin Blitzer. Irvin. <laughs> um, and he's... It. Again, as part of that trope, he's just got one last, job one last job to regain his shattered reputation. Well, okay, but to begin with, he's a tough nut to crack. So they track him down to a bar where he's listening to a horse race that's about to lose, which clearly he's got a bet on. Right. Then they go, is that the guy? Uh, I think so. And then he, uh, they just see him pick up a pool cue, walk around to the radio and start smashing the radio. Mm. Says the he's, a, end of the queue. he's a loose cannon. He's a he? loose cannon. Yeah, yeah. Friggin he's got a lot of built up anger, that mm. guy. And we know immediately he, yeah, he's going to be um, a difficult coach to deal with. He's not going to just gonna take let no them. Shit. Yeah. He's going to, he's going to crack that whip. And he's played, he's played to perfection by one John Candy, isn't he? In his last released film, I believe, Rudy. Uh, correct. Mm. Favorite John Candy role? I'm going to sit this one out. I don't, I don't know if I'm qualified enough. You know, he's, he didn't, didn't do too much for me. Mm. Don't know if I. Um, know too much about him either mm-hmm. but definitely home alone just his bit part in home alone <laughs> it's the best part of the movie <laughs> yeah. without so unexpected huh? yeah, yeah that is that is great sheboygan 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 chicago bolka, 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 no bolka, no bolka. sheboygan uh for me playing straight and automobiles is one of my favorite mm. films oh that's right that could be a good rewatch i don't think i've really uh, properly seen it that's a holiday film mm. absolutely mm. steve martin steve martin From and john Mar- candy where are they now steve martin uh, doing cheaper by the dozen six seven. Mm. Does, does he ever do any cheaper SNL by stuff? the half dozen? Martin, mm, not anymore. I haven't Steve seen Martin. him around for a while. I man. think Steve Martin. I keep seeing. Um, yeah. This is going to reveal my browsing habits a little bit, but I keep seeing Steve Martin um, porn. <laughs> <laughs> by typing in Steve Martin, he really, porn. he really hasn't been doing enough of it. Yeah, when you're on Pornhub, you don't need to type in the prefix porn. <laughs> Threesome porn. Steve, <laughs> do you think anyone's ever searched for the word Steve Martin porn? Uh, Steve Martin I can look right now. <laughs> whose fetish is that? <laughs> I want to meet the person whose fetish that is <laughs> and watch planes, trains, and automobiles with them. I bet they keep it a secret though. So if you were in a relationship with them, they'd be like, yeah. Could uh, you just so dye your hair um, <laughs> fox grey? What kind of porn do you like? Oh, normal yeah. porn, normal porn, normal porn. Could you, could you just be really dry the whole time and just never crack a smile? <laughs> Oh, like just like Steve Martin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in a way. <laughs> Roshane, I am dying to know what you're about to say. Your your browsing habits? Oh God, I completely forgot. Um, yeah, so Steve Martin um, can play the ukulele ah. and like teaches uh, like writing comedy songs with the ukulele. There's um, ever heard about Steve Martin's dad? They had a really weird relationship. And his dad was the manager of like uh, an estate agent firm somewhere in the States. Mm. And in the staff newsletter, he wrote a scathing review of his of Steve Martin's first film that he was in. Really? And it was like a two-page review just panning it. Oh. Yeah, they got this weirdest relationship. Oh, that's so complex. I think I've read that before. Yeah, he was like his enemy. His anti- yeah, yeah. Because he didn't want his son to go into that's right. yeah, show just business. So bitter that he made it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> How good horrible, on, huh? Good on Steve Martin for persevering. Yeah, taking that one on the chin. With yeah. that porn career as well. He really, he really went places. <laughs> you mean winters and igloos and Eskimos and penguins and ice? I get that it's the Olympics, but these characters are determined to go to the Olympics at absolutely any cost. To the point where they'll pick up a completely different sport that they've right. never even heard of, just so they can go to the winter, the winter Olympics. This is for mine where it falls to bits. Yeah, because like, like surely, like their whole point was, yeah. I spent years training to be like the best hundred meter sprinter I can. Right. That's why I'm devastated. Oh no, actually, I just wanted to get to the Olympics. Anyone with half a brain obviously preferences summer over winter Olympics. I mean, the winter Olympics, come on, Jeff. Man. We've talked about this. Does the summer Olympics have that sport where people are skiing and then they stop and pick up a rifle and start shooting? It has no. Run- but it has running and shooting. And shoot. Yeah, the modern pentathlon. It's called the pentathlon. That's the Summer Olympics one. Yeah, it's got like 10 events in one. Yeah. I just, if you break it down, what does the Summer Olympics have? Bit of sliding all over the shop. The best slider. The Winter Come Olympics. On, yes. Mm. It's shit. Come on, do your research, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a 
fan of the Winter Olympics. Uh, to be honest, I can take or leave either of them, but the Winter Olympics is sort of, for me, it's more of a novelty. Novelty, but not as good, right? Well... If you're a spectator. I'm just really taken by that sport with the skiing. And I like the, the skiing where they, like, go up ramps and shit and they do jumps and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'll give the aerial skiing a pass. Is that aerial skiing, yeah. There's a few different types, but yeah, skiing generally mm. is pretty badass. And bobsled is actually really entertaining. It is, but again, I feel like it's a... It's fucking weird, dude. What is this shit? Like, yeah, and just being shot in a big tube. <laughs> yeah. And is there skill? I mean, I feel like there's skill Well, okay, so I was thinking this. I think the only skill is the driver. Because yeah. the other three are just the liftoff, and they just sit there, and then they just kind of... But they they just hang out, man. Motion. That's the job yeah, I yeah. want. Yeah. They're just the engine to get the bobsleigh going. But it's all the training that goes into it, right? To be able to do that in a certain amount of time, and then to be yeah, able to like position your body so it's streamlined yeah, enough to on. go a certain speed. Come on. <laughs> That's, well, they that's, glorified that's, that's as hard as eight hours a day in an office. I don't think <laughs> we could be in the Winter Olympics. Yeah. We send a good driver. Exactly. All right, it's settled. We're going to the Winter Olympics. Who would we represent? If four Jamaicans can do it, we can do it, right? Collective empire. Well, <laughs> we've got our cedulars. <laughs> <laughs> that was a dead giveaway to where the closet is based. Any Spanish-speaking country. <laughs> I can hear our listeners Googling. <laughs> I'm going to take a hot bath. I'm getting cold just thinking about all this ice. They're at the bar. They find Irvin Blitzer. And uh, at first, he's a bit curmudgeonly, isn't he? Because he's grizzled. Uh, but it takes him in the film two minutes to convince him. To ungrizzle. <laughs> to ungrizzle him. <laughs> he begrudgingly agrees. He does like a seminar where like, I guess right. the idea is he wants, to, he wants to put them off. He does like a town hall meeting. And uh, uses footage from the 1920s. Yeah, he uses like a, like a path, like a pathé showreel and like a cinema yeah. you'd have in the, yeah, and in the talkie. What? And there's so many people in the meeting at yeah. first. There's, there's like a hundred people, people And And it's, and it's so old-fashioned. It's not a talkie the film and it's got like old piano music playing over it. It's Jamaica, man. This this is the newest footage I could get of Bob's thing. This is before YouTube. <laughs> YouTube won't be around for another 15 years. A couple of memorable lines I wrote down and one I thought was really John Candy. He goes, you're zigging, you're zagging. And that's just before the clincher for me, which is the most memorable line that I've always remembered since I was a kid. Your bones don't break in a bobsleigh. They shatter. Shatter. <laughs> so explicit. And then we get, I think the first proper gag when afterwards the light comes on and there's only three people sat there yeah, after yeah, yeah. he gave that speech. That's cool because it kind of breaks the reality of the film, but it's really playful. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I nice. really like that good visual gag there. In this scene, we yeah. get a little bit of subtext between Yul Brenner and Junior in terms of Yul Brenner hates him, just loathes to him. To his core. Despises him because he obviously screwed up his chance of getting into the Summer Olympics, which by all accounts is the much better Olympics mm. of course that's nice because it obviously sets us up for them being best friends later on which res- happens in every comedy movie yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. and tell me again what you see <clears throat> well, I see we're treated to two montages in about five <laughs> minutes it's like should we evenly space out the montages nah <laughs> we'll do two in. in the first we got act the story before they leave the island so the first montage yeah they're rolling down the hill uh, Sanka's in the ice cream truck and like snaps off one of his dreads because it turns into an icicle. That's nice. And then the montage ends when um, it rolls into a police car and the police let them off because they they find it so hilarious right. that they're training to be bobsleigh competitors. Mm. So once they have some basic ability, at this point, uh, Irv goes to the Jamaican Olympic Committee and basically says, oh, I want to enter these boys into the bobsleigh team. And the guy's having none of it and says, look, we've got a tight budget. We don't want to be a laughing stock for the rest of the world. And here, which I quite like, we, we find out like something about Irv's past, but it's not made explicit because mm-hmm. the, the guy makes a reference to what happened, what happened before. We don't want the same thing to happen right. again. So we know that there's like a shadow to Irving, but it's not revealed. But that just kind of opens up that there's something in his past. And then it kind of builds and builds and builds until it then has to come out at the end. But the him smashing the pool cue on the bar suggested a very mentally stable man. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, well that, just, that just suggested a guy that, was, that has been. Has whereas, nothing to lose. Yeah, whereas this guy, he's got something dark in his past that mm. kind of comes out here. Pride! Pride! So this montage, I can't remember if it was number one or number two, but one of these montages features one of the most famous parts of the movie, which is when Sanka sings uh, two. Yeah. The, the bobsled song. So his meeting with the Olympic official sets up that montage. Correct. Because he basically says, I'm not going to give you the money. Mm-hmm. So you then hatch a plan, which is shown here yeah, through the montage. Mm-hmm. And we get the kissing booth. With the shrew of a wife, as they all were in yeah. the 90s, <laughs> uh, showing up, seeing Darice. Darice's sexy to... wife. Sexy Darice's sexy wife (laughs) sexy serious serious wife showing up at the kissing booth seeing Doris puckering up 
to kiss a hot lady. I think maybe it's her one of two scenes featuring her in the movie, and both of them she's very stern. Not a comedic word. She's quite loving at the start, though, but then he flunked out of the bloody Summer Olympics and she was just a a mess for the rest of the film. Are there women in this movie? No. Uh, There's, yeah, Doris's wife. Um, The two women that comment on Doris's bum. Yeah. So basically all the women are just there to show us how attractive Doris is to women. And then there's also (laughs) the gag of Sanka doing the switcheroo and he's going to kiss who next in line? Uh, A a very old, toothless woman. It's either a gag or they're angry, these women in Jamaica. Yeah. Generally, (laughs) I am not going. (laughs) Yeah, they're there to set Doris up just to show how handsome he is or set Sanka up for the comic relief. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And it works wonders. I mean, women don't belong in a sports movie, let's be real. Um, I belong in a sledge. <laughs> I am a progressive apart from bobsleighing. <laughs> Women should not be allowed in a bobsleigh. <laughs> what about skeleton? Fine. <laughs> you ladies want to jump headfirst, <laughs> literally, into a man's world, you do that. <laughs> Did you know there is actually a Jamaican women's bobsled team now? Ah. In the Olympics. Ah. Yeah. Are you okay with that, Rudy? <laughs> well, I, you know... Maybe just an old guy like me wasn't cut out for this world. <laughs> an <laughs> old grizzled has been. An old grizzled marketing has been. <laughs> Rudy, I would love to see a film of you coaching the Jamaican bobsled uh, women's team. <laughs> I want you to know I don't respect any of you. <laughs> you have a lot to prove to me. <laughs> I truly believe the bobsled is the one place a woman should never be. (laughs) Power! Power! The montage finishes in failure, and they're despondent. (laughs) They're sitting around one of their homes. I hate when And then, who strolls in? (laughs) Little Junior. Little Pee Wee, yeah. Bloody Junior, he's useless, but he is rich. Yeah, but he is rich, yeah. And uh, rather than showing them a check for cinematic value he he's got just bundles of cash piles of money like piles of money just and he just empties a duffel bag onto the table wouldn't you do that if uh, <laughs> wait let's imagine your jamaican women's bobsledding team is a success and you've raised ten thousand dollars to help uh make this podcast a real success yeah. maybe get 40 Maybe 50 listens on Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would absolutely come barging in here with a big sack yeah. with a dollar sign right, on I'd it. Come, and I'd just come, drop it in front of us. I'd come barging in. I'd get out my phone, log into Coinbase. I'd be like, guys, <laughs> check out this crypto. <laughs> oh, it's crashed. Wait, which crypto? So it'd be like a new coin, wouldn't it? Yeah, you like go sledge alt, coin. You're an altcoin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sledge, sledge coin. coin. <laughs> Bob coin. Bob coin. <laughs> Because Bob coin could be like a Bob Marley coin or like mm. a Bob coin, couldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Only those two. Yeah, right. just the oral, yeah. The rest <laughs> They're of the coin. two big bobs. A badass mother who won't take no, no crap off of nobody. Again! With that, they're on their way. But we do find out here as well, just like, they obviously just to open it up to bring it back in later on, that Junior hasn't quite told his dad how he got the money or that mm. he's going to Calgary. So maybe that's going to come back as a character resolution at some point. And they're doing it. And they're going to they're going to Canada. They are, and we get the best for me the best transition shot of the film. Oh, what we made of music. Well, from steel drums to country. Ah, I didn't actually notice oh, that because yeah. I was talking about the transition of the plane taking off, seeing the airport flanked by palm trees, landing in snowy Canada flanked by pine yeah, trees. Yeah, that's nice. And now we're at Act Two. I see pride. Can I hear you? I see power. They arrive in Calgary Airport, an airport that you and I have been to, Jeffrey. This was quite a nice personal throwback. Yes, Roshan and I, November of last year, visited little old Calgary. It's such a quite little airport. I love seeing it on it, film. It was really It's a lot really of wood, cute. a lot yeah. of warm wood interiors. Yeah, we, we got unexpectedly sent on a work trip. Correct. In an office of 50 people, 60 people. They chose you and I. Handpicked to go to the snow. And you know what? I actually remember driving through Calgary and seeing where the Winter Olympics had been held. Yeah, seriously. Back in the day, yeah. yeah it was on the outskirts that. of town. It's got your favourite line, or one of your favourite lines, I believe, for This is one of my favourite lines committed to movie. It's when they leave the airport, they are extremely cold, and Doris asks Sanka. Sanka, man, what you smoking? I'm not smoking, I'm breathing. When I was a child... 
I thought that was the funniest, cleverest line ever. <laughs> and also, I think it's like the only real kind of under the surface reference to weed smoking culture yeah. in Jamaica. I remember reading that the original Jamaican bobsled team were really happy that like the um, portrayal of their characters was quite positive. Mm. They never, the actual bobsled team never smoked weed. And so they were always like pissed off that that stereotype was associated with yeah. Jamaica. So they like that the movie didn't like go down what would have been quite a cheap route. Yeah, definitely. I think it was quite respectful of Jamaican mm. culture overall. I it? thought so. Yeah. Like it wasn't making fun of them. It was yeah. like, oh, this is like a quirk that they're from the sun, but like good on them. Yeah, right. And that's the secret of a feel-good film, eh? We're not laughing at them. We're laughing with them. Once again, I see pride. Junior, I see power. I see a badass mother who won't take no crap off of nobody. That's very right. right. Junior Beville. Wait, wait. Where are you going? <laughs> and then it cuts the candy, not candy, sorry, Irving Blitzer trying to sign them up at the like the Olympic Committee sign up, which I think that like surely if you've flown all the way out there and you're going to compete in like the Olympic bobsleigh event, there'd be some sort of like like administrative procedure you do while you're still in your home country. Right. Don't fly yeah. all the way out there and then just sign up while you're there. We're here like, to any, come. Anyone can walk up off the yeah. street. I'd like to sign up with the skeleton. <laughs> uh, I'm here for the sport where you ski and then shoot a rifle. <laughs> the fact you don't know what it's called tells me you're unqualified. <laughs> I'm the Jamaican female bobsled coach. Let me on. <laughs> These ladies didn't come all this way for nothing. What ladies, sir? You are here by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> they're at the bar <laughs> oh, oh that's right it was a terrible failure <laughs> so this is the first peak we get of the east germans <laughs> yeah. oh yeah the main antagonists of the whole film yeah the evil bobsledders out of east germany they make quite an entrance uh when i think this is like one of their first lines when they take a look at the jamaican bobsledders and they say oh, why don't you put some training wheels on that thing <laughs> said by josef gruhl the East German captain. <laughs> he is horrible, isn't he? <laughs> but before that, just before that, a uh, scene I really liked was Derice, because he starts idolizing the Swiss team, like they're the team yeah. he wants to be. Right. And he's watching them in slow motion on the track, and they're wearing the skimpiest, mm-hmm, like yeah. red lycra outfits. Like nothing and at it, all. Yeah, exactly <laughs> reminded me of like wearing nothing at all. Nothing at all. <laughs> Stupid, sexy Switzerland. <laughs> Jumping back to Joseph Gruhl and like why he's so horrible compared to everyone else. I, I kind of saw it a little bit as like Disney capitalist propaganda hmm. that this was like the portrayal of like the East German communists because it would have been 1988 and like they had to portray the commies as the baddies like laughing at the capitalists. I just Look at them that was, smoking cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, just like a bit of capitalist propaganda. That's a good Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, the, yeah. the like, East why, Germans why the of East Germans? all yeah, yeah. the nationalities, yeah. At this point, we get some nice, like, character development. This is when they start resolving some of their internal conflicts. So we get the big row in the hotel room, which, nice touch. Yep. Uh, before the row kicks off, it, like, they're all sat, they're, like, obviously sharing one room because they don't have much money. But Sanka's got, like, this little portable stove mm. where he's cooking some plantain on, like, no on, way. A, on, like a frying pan. Which is, that. like, barely just, like, in the corner of a shop. Like, it, like, propped up on his bedside table, which is, like, a really nice, like, touch. So this is quite a nice part for... Yule Brenner because we get to see a little bit of well, what yeah, makes him exactly. tick. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, he's got dreams. And what yeah. makes him tick is the dream of living in Buckingham Palace. Or living um, with her Madge. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that though because he just wants to get off the island. He's seen so many fools. He's he's a bit more serious, you know. He's got something yeah, to Yeah, he's, he he's got goals and he, and he kind of confronts Sanka because he says, Sanka, you're, you're just happy going nowhere yeah. living on the island for the rest of your life. Because that's the problem with like a happy-go-lucky kind of character is you're a bit right. aimless. Mm. Whereas this guy, that's why he would rub up the wrong way against mm. them if he's got all these ambitions. But then those ambitions are completely laughed at, ridiculed. But who steps in? Little JJ Jr. Little Pee-wee. <laughs> so their friendship is just, it's fully blossomed by this stage. It's not it's even... It's starting to show some buds, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're sticking up for each and, other. And I think he literally says, if you want it, all you have to do is work hard and you can achieve anything. Mm. That is literally stuck. Is Buckingham Palace included in that statement? Well, again, so this, like, I put this down to, like, Disney's capitalist propaganda, where that is very much the line you tell children, isn't it? But it's clearly bullshit that you you can't achieve anything if you put your mind to it. Do you think that's, like, a Jamaican thing? Well, I mean, that's an American thing. 
American thing, right? Like, yeah, you can that, do that's anything. Like, that's the basis American. of, yeah, like yeah. the American dream. There but, are a lot of morals, aren't there? In this? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The whole second act is just moral, moral, yeah. moral. Just morals. So we also get a nice bar fight. I really loved this scene actually where they're yeah. at the bar because it just like it's so different from Jamaica. Yeah. Jamaica's so line, much they're cooler. They're like line dancing, aren't they? Yeah. yeah like Sanka's just, getting into it. Yeah. And Sanka's got an awesome outfit, right? Yeah. He's got like corduroy on. <laughs> he's got like a you hat. You always jump straight into it, Sanka. Yeah, That's what I love about sick, him. Yeah. And he jumps straight into the line dancing as well. Yeah. He's like doing all the steps perfectly. And they get into a fight with the East Germans. <laughs> Joseph Gruhl. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jamaica. But, but the reason they get into the fight, so this is a, another lesson, because um, Joseph basically ridicules Junior, by which point, because Yule and Junior are now friends, Yule pulls him into the toilet, makes him look in the mirror and says, what do you see? Yeah. What do you see? And the moral is like, stand up for yourself. Mm. But Junior takes it a step too far and then storms out and then confronts Joseph and then inadvertently sets off a massive bar brawl. Right. Because mm. he took it too much to heart, that moral. It is nice that Yule backs him up though. He's like, well, yeah, Junior's yeah, out of yeah. depth, yeah. And, and I like, um, like the moral they're kind of telling kids there is like, stand up for yourself. But obviously not to someone that's much harder than you. Yeah. Because you're yeah, just going to yeah, get yeah. beaten up. Yeah. yeah. you got to know your limits. I did like in this scene, there was an Easter egg for those filmographers out there. Go on. The Wilhelm Scream. I don't know if yes, I'm saying that right. Yes, I did you hear that? noticed that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know that famous scream, Rudy? Yeah, okay. that was in the yes. It's been in more than 400 films since 1951. Jesus, has it really? Yeah. Huh. So I thought that was quite cool. That's nice yeah. little Easter egg. Yeah, I forgot to write that down, but I remember appreciating that at the time. What are we going to name this leg? How about Tallulah? The world of bobsleighing, according to this film, is so catty. <laughs> like, they're horrible to one another, aren't they? Like, where's the camaraderie? Yeah. Like the common like the common aim. Which actually, again, isn't true to to real life because yeah. apparently they were yeah, yeah. a big hit yeah everyone loved them everyone uh, loved really? them the, like who doesn't root for the underdog yeah, yeah. For sure. like who is against the underdog you'd be yeah. against someone that's really good yeah. that's who you're against not the underdog yeah the East Germans weren't doing themselves any favours in terms of popularity by going after the underdog yeah. like yeah exactly your own size. but as portrayed in this film like everyone was like sniggering behind Josef Gruhl yeah it was that kind of dynamic wasn't right. it Josef would say something they'd all snigger yeah apparently they were so popular that they couldn't even leave the Olympic village they were staying really? because of fear that they might get mobbed. Wow. wow. Yeah, and the, to be wow. honest, the Canadians would have loved them, wouldn't they? Oh. They would have eaten it up. Oh, loved it. So around this time as well, like another big character development is that Irvin Blitzer um, has has to reveal, or no, he gets confronted by the Reese about his past and about the fact he cheated by putting bricks in the bobsleigh. And mm. I thought that, um, like, they're so, so heavy-handed that the guy that the most morally upright on the team was the guy that found out about it and had to confront Irvin about his past so it had to be the guy of all these morals that would be the one that would take it would confront Irving and make Irvin like talk about his past mm. and like redeem himself like with catharsis by like talking about it through Irvin he can like get over his past like mm -hmm. shame <laughs> that's my mother's name but unfortunately, we're coming up to a bit of a crunch point in the film. Maybe the Jamaicans aren't going to compete after all in the uh, the Olympics. Yeah, I mean, you can't put weights at the front of a bobsleigh and expect there to be no consequences. And expect to just walk back in with Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> this is a mockery of bobsleighing. So just before that, we get the third montage, which is the training in Calgary montage. Yeah, training yeah, in Canada. Right. Where um, Sanka can't do a chin-up. And um, Irving's having to do it for me. He goes, one day you'll be able to do this by yourself. And there's the, the nice shot where um, Irving's got four snowballs ready for the guys when they're jogging. And they all pelt him yeah. as they run by, which as a kid, I really love that shot. Yeah, really liked that. And so with, with a one minute montage, they're then, they're then match fit and they're ready for qualifying <laughs> in the next scene. <laughs> a single montage. Yeah, they really use montages really well just to like move the action on. If I was going to make a movie, it would be all montage. Yeah, a 90 minute <laughs> montage. It would like, be, It'd be yeah. a history of the world. <laughs> From the Big Bang to now. <laughs> it would be about 90 seconds long. Yeah. <laughs> After the Canada montage, they're now in a much better shape to go get them. Go get them at those Arr. first. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. Rudy just made a very suggestive face. And now I feel uncomfortable. They are now ready to compete in the primary 
semis, I want to say. Uh, qualifying. Yeah, it's in like to get, in, get yeah. your foot in the door. In the qualifiers. And how does it go? It goes pretty good, doesn't it? They they make it by just under a second. Mm-hmm. Well, they also, ch- like the Olympic Committee yeah. set the set They, the they lowered by a couple it? of seconds mm-hmm. just to be ourselves because they didn't want the Jamaicans to qualify That's because right. of Irving's background. Right. That's right. Uh, but they still do it. Against all the odds, they still do it. So they are, they're delighted. The next scene, they're, they're painting their bobsleigh with some really cool Jamaican colours. They're like drinking, maybe not beer, but no, maybe Coca-Cola. Like Coca-Cola. <laughs> Delicious. Placement. And then then just like a no-lion um, official comes in, hands them like a, a note, and then Irvin reads it and he goes, <laughs> we've been disqualified. What are the people going to be screaming when Jamaica takes the hill? I say we call it. Cool Irv very rightly questions the fact that four black guys and a bobsleigh are making the committee blush. They know can make you blush. Yeah. And great tracking shot. The camera just tracks from like the back of uh, John Candy walking through the corridor, like storming through the corridor, slamming the door open and getting into the conference room. Mm-hmm. It's like a really lovely like five second shot. Just really shows like his energy mm. coming into that scene. You know he, mean, he, he means, means business. business. Yeah. yeah. But do you think here, um, so was there beef just with Irvin and because the fact Irvin cheated in the past and they just, because of that, they didn't want him to like get back into the game? Or do you think some of it was because they didn't want Jamaica competing because they thought it would just be a bit of an embarrassment for the sport? I think, or do you think it's a bit of both? I think a bit of both. I think they were kind of pushing the racism an- angle mm. a little bit with this even though that absolutely wasn't the case in real life because mm. it's Canada. I got the vibe as just the coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really? fu- yeah, he, he stripped America of their gold, man. Like, that's that's a pretty big weight to carry around. But, but just like the way the commentators are throughout the film, the way that Weasley sniveling guy who's uh, the administrator mm-hmm. um, letting them into the competition, the way he is, when the way he reacts when they say they're from Jamaica, it feels like Disney was sort of pushing the, like... Yeah. Look how not racist we are. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Unlike those commies. <laughs> those commie bastards. <laughs> we get one of my favourite scenes when they're tarting up their bobsleigh and they're deciding, uh, and also when we also get the title drop, they're deciding what to call it. And uh, I think it's Junior suggests to Lula, uh, which they all fall about <laughs> laughing. And then Sanka goes, Jinlocks, let me kiss your lucky eggs. Uh, it uh, sounds like a $2 hooker. And then Junior goes, Tallulah's my mother's name. <laughs> I really liked that part as well. I mean, it was all that Ains Vine dry nonsense that got us all nervous in the first place. That was the Olympic Committee. <laughs> they uh, they told us that uh, we qualified. <laughs> classic. classic double bluff. So their first actual race didn't go so well, does it? Mm-mm. I struggled no. getting in, didn't I? In the words of Irv, they choked. They choked hard. It's, yeah, that's pretty extreme. Uh, they, they didn't. Do. They didn't get in that bobsled quick enough, did they? <laughs> and um, all the people watching at home are very disappointed. All the people in Jamaica in that bar. Yeah, the whole of the country is in that one beachside shack, drinking red stripe. <laughs> they have a bit of an argument afterwards, and they blame it on uh, Doris mimicking the Swiss yeah. by hitting their helmets and going, eyes, vise, dry beforehand. Mm-hmm. And uh, that brings another nice Disney uh, moral, yes. which is be yourself. Yes. Mm. Don't be someone else. Great. Yeah. Don't Disney try to moral. be the Swiss. Yeah. And as soon as they start being themselves, lo and behold, things start turning around for them. And they smash it. They do. I mean, it's not suggested where they, it's not actually literally stated where they come, right. but it's suggested they're like in metal contention. They get, yeah, within like, like that the six yeah. minute break, right, when yeah, everyone yeah, needs yeah. to be in the sled. I wanted to ask you guys, if you remember, the top speed of a bobsled? I think I do, yeah. I think I've got it written All on right. my notes. What is it? Um, I believe it's 135 kilometers per hour, which was about 85 miles per Ooh, hour. I mean, I think that's top speeding-ish. But yeah, the actual record, though, is a touch over 200 k's an hour. Are you Ooh. kidding? I'm serious. Jesus Christ. I would Christ. never joke about bobsled. <laughs> that's a very serious topic. <laughs> Well, it is. I mean, dude, it's fucking dangerous. Yeah. If That's you go why off, I don't agree with women being in bobsleigh. Yeah, actually, I'm, Too starting, dangerous. I'm starting to come around. Mm. Bo- women's bones don't break in a bobsleigh. They shatter. They shatter. They shatter into smithereens. You're zigging. You're zagging. <laughs> Especially those brittle female bones. I did, I did want to mention, I did want to mention, out of all of the sledding kind of competition, bobsled is probably the easiest. 
Dude, skeleton and luge are just intense. Like, you're just sitting on top of it in your lycra, yeah, yeah, yeah. going down head this first. ridiculous like ice, yeah. Yeah, ice sheath. Yeah. It's amazing. I'm just trying to get this off on the right foot. Well, the right foot for us is not the Swiss foot. The second run's done and they're buzzing, but we've got a couple of character resolutions that we need to do. So one of which is, uh, you know, the, the thing that Junior just left open about the fact he lied to his dad, said he, said he took a job on the island and didn't tell sure. him he sold the car. And, and yeah. uh, who turns up in the hotel room as they're buzzing after that great second run? It's Mr. Junior. <laughs> Senior. Se- <laughs> senior, senior, junior. junior. Isn't that a junior really senior. terrible band? Yeah, from like the mid. Everybody. Oh yeah, it is. Everybody. Oh. So that was junior, senior, but this is, this is senior, junior, senior, which is a lot junior. less fun. This is the tribute act. Yeah, he's more steel drum bass, senior, junior. Yeah. <laughs> Same song, but just on the steel yeah. drum. <laughs> so senior, junior comes in and demands that junior comes back right away and stops this nonsense about bobsleighing. Get on the luge instead. And um, <laughs> so he walks no into the... No, more dangerous. <laughs> get on that skeleton. <laughs> so he walks into the uh, to the left and he says, I'll wait for you in the lobby. And um, which is like always a lovely scene. Like when someone like suddenly passes that threshold of a character development where they then have to do something. Like mm. I love how it's visualized by suddenly putting the hand in the lift just before the lift door closes oh. and opening the lift back up. Which is what Junior does, the senior junior. Lovely trope. And he's like, actually, no, no senior junior. I'm going to stay here and bobsleigh. And to which senior junior, just like, like bearing in mind, he obviously would have paid thousands of pounds, particularly in the early 90s, to get a flight from, from Jamaica Kingston to Calgary. To Calgary. It must have been at least four, four changes, three changes. Oh, at like least. Like 20 hour transit. At least. Um, straight out all that money. Like, was that that determined to get his son back? And we know he's a hard ass. But after just one. The one time that Junior like stands up to his father, he's like, oh, okay, fair enough. And then just leaves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's out. Yeah, right. So much more is at stake for Senior Junior at that point. Um, but he... Ju- Junior got his, uh, he got his courage. He reminded me a little bit of the lion from The Wizard of Oz. Mm. The That's courageous nice. lion. Yep. The, yeah, who, uh, who got his courage. That's beautiful, Rudy. See you at the finish line. It's the big day. Starts off very well. And not only in terms of the technicalities, but also in terms of the support. The commentators who have been uh, kind of sceptical and poo-pooing the Jamaicans Mm -hmm. the whole way through, sort of making comments like, well, that'll be good enough for a last place. Like all the way through, (laughs) finally decide on race day that they're going to wear Jamaican t-shirts and, get around it yeah, yeah and really rally around so we'll wear thank a Bob Marley shirt <laughs> <laughs> smoke doobies on the fact live on the air <laughs> and they start off well they pop into the bobsled they're racing around those tracks and then yeah misfortune strikes lady lady misfortune strikes it was the the fault of cool runnings the bobsleigh itself Mm, yeah, functions, it, cheap. it was old yeah. yeah they had an old bobsleigh and even though it looked pretty and they loved it which is very sweet it didn't have i guess a nut fell loose yeah that pesky nut that nut yeah, they oiled that one nut yeah <laughs> it looked solid on the point of view shots going down the sled it was actually pretty badass them i've i've oiled down. and tied an all but one nut should I do the last one? Nah. No, no, no. It's just, right. it's just one, race day. Just one little nut. I'm sure that'll be fine. Be all right, won't it? And yeah, the bobsled sort of goes off track. Well, not goes off track, but it um, loses momentum, crashes. Um, Basically flips, doesn't it? And yeah. their heads are sliding and scratching all over the surface. So something that I like about this part is when they finally grind to a halt, mm-hmm. there's like maybe 30 seconds of just like oh shit yeah we screwed this one up which is weird in a disney movie so close to the end right Mm. and a part that i really like is when sanka asks doris if he's dead which is a recurring line Mm. throughout the movie and he always says yes and then in this particular moment he says no Mm. and then they say they have to finish the race and we get which i fucking love more than anything in all (laughs) film and tv the slow hand the clap, slow yeah. clap. <laughs> and it's always the guy that starts it is always the guy that was most begrudging to begin with yeah he's brought around he's always the one that has to start it yeah, yeah. for any english listeners boise in only fools and horses when Dell and rodders walk into the nags head after they get all the money from auctioning off that old antique um stopwatch is another great example of that 
So in this film, Rudy, who starts it? Um, none other than East Germany's captain, Josef Gruhl. <laughs> Cigarette hanging out of his Cigarette mouth. hanging out of the mouth, yeah. Well done, Jamaica. Sickle and hammer just over his, uh, his left nipple. <laughs> Um, and another little nice callback is that Sanka, uh, his lucky egg, mm-hmm. are still uh, intact. Yeah, that was a nice motif, actually. I, I loved that as a kid. The lucky egg. The yeah, lucky yeah. egg. Here's my lucky no. egg. Loved yeah, that cool, motif. Loved it. And um, we also kind of see uh, on the on the home straight, as they're walking the bobsled back, the dad. And he's also wearing a bloody Jamaica shirt, too. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Ju- junior, he's, senior. He's been, yeah, senior, senior. So junior, senior, junior. Senior, junior. that, yeah. I thought, so when I was a kid... I don't think I understood that this was like not a straightforward happy ending. Mm. I was sort of like, well, they're going to win eventually, right? It's yeah, going to show the, like, that's them. The, that's the narrative drive, isn't it? You think, yeah. well, okay, so they started off terribly, but they're going to win. They're going to prove right. it wrong. Yeah. yeah. But then the fact that they lose and it's because of like a technical yeah. malfunction as well. It's not even like a proper reason that's built up or alluded to at any other yeah. point in the plot. It, it feels so weird it as really, a kid like to watch really that. They're really hard done by, isn't it? Yeah. It's like they didn't deserve it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's sort of like, I don't know, I remember feeling as a kid like, great feel-good movie, euphoric, but also like a little bit sad. Mm. Yeah. Bittersweet. Yeah. Well, I, bittersweet, bit, exactly. Yeah, very bittersweet. Well, I guess like another Disney moral is, is not the winning, it's the taking part. Yeah. It's kind of there. But at the same time, sure. they kind of had to be somewhat true to like what actually happened in the 88 olympics yeah for sure jamaica got nowhere near winning they yeah. should have just had them win yeah <laughs> you sure they won the 88 olympics yep yep <laughs> feel the rhythm feel the right get on up it's bubbly time it was sweet man this is a really sweet film can um, i um i think it works for both kids and adults doesn't it like it's yeah it's cute yeah it is it's a really cute movie it can be watched in any season of the year can it yeah summer Winter, doesn't matter. You can get enjoyment out of it. Spring? Sp- Not spring. No, no I can't no, no, bear no, no, this no. in the springtime. <laughs> get this off. <laughs> We're just on the cusp. We're in June now, so it's... Do you June. mind? I'm trying to focus. <laughs> can I tell you one of my favourite facts that I found researching this that yes. I wanted to bring up a bit earlier? It's so bizarre. Um, there was originally a Sanka sex scene, um, which was cut from the script. And the writer said um, it originally had Sanka having sex with Scandinavian ski bunnies until they made me take it out. Who made who take it out? Disney. I guess Disney. All right. <laughs> yeah. Disney wanted more. And the director said, <laughs> say, no, no, thanks. Does anyone know what rating this got on Rotten Tomatoes? 68. Was it? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I think it was around 70. It was, okay, it yeah. was rated by the critics. Yeah, yeah. But audience didn't like it? No, audiences liked it. Too. Audiences hated it. <laughs> because no one agreed that Jamaican should be in a I wanted, I wanted a straight down the middle sports film about yeah. the very serious Jamaican bobsled team. People were walking out. <laughs> it got 76% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty solid. Yeah, really. That's not bad. That's good. Yeah. That's fresh. I'll take that. Yeah, that's And fresh. it got 81% rating from users. So about the same. I like it. That's rewarding when that happens with a film. No conflict. If it makes any difference to you, this is a fresh for mine. I think it's fresh. <coughs> well, fresh the, as. the consensus of opinion. Four out of five. Four Ooh. out of five. Well, uh, the consensus of opinion on Rotten Tomatoes is Cool Runnings rises above its formulaic sports movie themes with charming performances, light humour, and uplifting tones. And steel drums. Power! Power! What do we think of Cool Runnings overall? I liked it, man. Yeah. Man, I love it. It's yeah. one of my favourite kids' sports narrative it's films. It's such a feel good movie. Yeah. I mean, I think just like. The Jamaican spirit and all the music mm. in it. Oh, it's just you go away feeling all warm and cozy inside. And like they didn't like they didn't win. Yeah. And like, as a kid, I think it's really good processing that fact. It's good. It's like all they went out there, like they achieved what they wanted to achieve just by proving that they could do this thing. But it didn't actually matter mm. that they didn't get this like superficial thing of winning. Teaches you a valuable yeah, lesson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, I was just glad to have some like sort of different film in my film diet. Okay. I always watch like murder Ch- mysteries. down or- on a bit of. Oh yeah, like just Bit to of chow, just to chow down on some like Disney like disgustingness, you know. You always watch murder mysteries, <laughs> like, not what? the same. Like, like Agatha Christie, Christ- Midsummer Murders, <laughs> Rosemary and I'm, I'm Time. Always, I'm always going for like, darker uh, yeah. films. Jonathan, <laughs> Jonathan Creek. And next on the podcast will be Murder on the Orient Express. <laughs> so no, it, it was it was good to get some just like just pure feel good, you know, yeah. sugary sweet saccharin. Yeah, well, it was yeah, it wasn't too saccharin. No, but just like something that was like 
you know, family fun, no swearing. Well, yes. and like nothing to unpack. It's like, oh, I yeah. understand what this is. Just let this this wash. is stand up for yourself because he just told him to stand let up for himself. Let this wash yeah. over me for yeah. the next 90 minutes. <laughs> this is always be yourself because they've just said we've got to be ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. This is if you're insecure about winning, you'll never win. <laughs> another great film, another great decade, eh? Mm-hmm. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> I'm gonna end every potty with. I'm gonna wrap it. <laughs> how many? How many? Um, little um yellow helmets out of the bobsleigh. Would you? Would you give this? Oh, four, going on four out of four. Within the capacity of the bobsleigh. Yeah. The, so the bobsleigh is four people. Yeah. So oh. the racing is four. We're okay. going the EBIT scale. Um, yeah. I'm gonna go for. Yeah. E, yeah. That's the one to unpack. But yeah. <laughs> Two point five. What? Two point five out of four. After all that. Just above average. Well, I mean, what what do you want from me here? Three. I'd, I'd say three. I'll go three point five. You would say three. Four, like, but every film you have to rate within, like, the sort of constructual context of that film. And because it's, like, a Disney sports film, like, within that universe of films, this is one of the best films, you know? Like, you can't compare it against every film ever made. You're comparing within, it's, like, its body of work. We're going to get to the nitty-gritty of ratings here, because I'm comparing it against every film ever made. Let's just compare it um, on the bobsleigh scale, and we compare every movie on that scale from now on. Out of every bobsled focused film i've ever seen this is a four out of four okay yeah this is the best bob, bob. yeah but it's not that precise it's <laughs> you take what i've said and twist it i'm not obviously rating it against all the other bobsleigh films i've seen against like which films, include against films of its ilk <laughs> <laughs> well i'll tell you what um eddie the eagle which was very much a similar film yes and it's at the same olympics in calgary and they mm. reference school runnings yeah that's rubbish yeah that's, that's a, like that's, that's like 1.5 that's a very fair yeah. comparison yeah, yeah. actually because yeah. like yeah to get the balance of like sweet exactly. yet funny yet yeah. heartfelt right okay i'll lift it to three just for you rudy thank you three helmets all right see ya case closed <laughs> case closed we just touched down an hour ago to a land of ice, to a land of snow. It's so different to everything that we know. But let's grab that bobsled and go, go, go. Oh, cool, cool, cool. You're so cool. You're so cool. Why don't you kiss my egg, fool? You're so cool. You're so cool. From Kingston to Calgary, where it looks like you're smoking but you're just breathing. The moral of the story is don't give up on your dreams, cause tonight Jamaica we have a bobsled team. Cool, 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 you're so cool, you're so cool, I hope that there's no loose screw or we'd lose, that's not cool. The sound the bobsled is making Olympic medal inside Only not tonight But at least our hearts aren't breaking The respect we find when we cross the finish line Can't tell the Germans aren't faking Forget I'm spy dry The rhythm's in the rhyme And the rhythm is only Jamaican Cool, cool, cool You're so cool You're so cool A moral victory counts too You're so cool You're so cool You're so cool